You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Danielle. And welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast, episode 43. Danielle, I am very excited today. I, I, I feel like I'm excited every single time we introduce this podcast, even though we're 43 episodes in. It doesn't, I'm, I'm genuinely excited about all of our guests. I think that's just how passionate we are. And that's just who we are as people. I, I would have a confetti cannon all the time <laughs> if I could. I don't want to clean it up, but I would totally just carry one around for fun. Our producer Don says that we are prone to dramaticism. I think he's crazy. What? Um, I know. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Today, though, we have Angel Jambazavon, and he is going to talk all about affiliate marketing, which I won't lie, I actually really love affiliate marketing, and I love when I can buy something through somebody's affiliate link because it, it gets me excited that I can like help out someone who's you know creating awesome content and I can give them a little bit of extra. Exactly. I love it. I search out people's affiliate links if I can. If I know that you know I saw this from somebody, um, I will try to make sure. And I will be that person who like sends you the stalker Facebook messenger like, hey, I know I saw you talking about Rothy's shoes. Can you give me that discount code so that I can make sure you get whatever it is you're going to get? Um, yes. But I have a question. What? I always have a question. I think everybody knows that by now. Like I ask 700 questions. What is like the weirdest, most fun, most notable thing you think you've purchased with an affiliate link? So we were talking about this before before we started recording. And my mine is sadly boring. I buy like, I end up buying like really practical stuff through affiliate links. Like I got an Instapot, which is very exciting for me, but it's not, it's not thrilling so I don't I don't have an amazing answer to that. I buy I try to buy books or yeah. I think I had it I think I got a piece of furniture through somebody's affiliate link on Wayfair or somewhere. But mine mine are boring. I know you have I know you have a good answer <laughs> to this. So you just I'm not gonna ask, just tell. Um, I am sure there are probably many things that I could cite that happen in the late night evening hours, but we're not going to go down that road for the podcast intros. Um, but the one that sticks out and it was a recent purchase was a tofu press. Please, please. What? <laughs> I need to know what a tofu press is. It's what it sounds like. Exactly. Um, I think we've mentioned this, but I'm not a good cook. And by not a good cook, I mean, shouldn't be allowed in kitchen 
bad cook, like should be on Food Network TV show level bad cook. And um, I have in my head that someday I will be able to replicate this amazing fried tofu dish that I had at a Wolfgang Puck restaurant. Lofty goals, right? Whenever you're going to make it, it always says press the water out, which what does that mean? Like, I don't even understand it. And everybody's like, oh, just put it between some cutting boards and get the extra water out. And again, like that's that's too cookish for me to understand what it means. And so this thing, it is basically two cutting boards with like some clamps. I guess they're clamps. I don't know what the name of the appropriate tool is, like these screw things. I don't know. Um, but so you squish your block of tofu in between these two pieces of plastic and then you like squish it. So all the water comes out. Now, I want to say I used it and um, I maybe said some bad words because uh it still didn't taste like Wolfgang Puck's dish. And I believe that was the night when I threw a tantrum and said, I'm never cooking again. So you bought a tofu squisher. I did. <laughs> it is exactly what it is. It's a tofu squisher. And then you've got this weird pile of tofu water. Now, it is definitely not the product. It is my own cooking skills because the product was actually quite good. It got all of the water out and it did a very nice job squishing the tofu. It just making that dish while it is you know, a goal. I don't think it's meant to be. And I probably just need to give up. I think Wolfgang Puck made it that way. Probably. So I would keep coming back. And I have, but I want to make it here because it involves going to the strip and I don't want to. If the restaurant's even still open, I don't even know. I think it is. I think it is. Oh my God, that's so funny. (laughs) This is actually the most amazing segue ever because Angel is actually a total foodie and I, we talk a little bit about it, but anytime I see Angel and I typically see him at conferences or when we're traveling, sometimes we'd meet in New York when he used to live on the East Coast. But when I saw Angel, it's always an amazing food adventure. So I love that we went from affiliate marketing and he also does talk and is going he's going to hear some great influencer marketing campaign advice as well but you go from affiliate to food which is where we we go always go to food but angel is like the perfect person to have this intro for so let me tell you a little bit more about him and then we can get to the interview farmer book collector and foodie Angel Jambazov has spent his professional career in the fields of journalism and digital marketing. In his journalistic career, he worked as an editor on several newspapers and was the founding editor-in-chief of Wyoming Homes and Living magazine. Later, his career path led to digital marketing where, while working at Online Shoes, he earned the Affiliate Manager of the Year in 2006, awarded the Affiliate Summit and In-House Manager of the Year, also in 2006, award by A. Best Web. Parlaying those awards, Angel launched Custom Tailored Marketing and became the agency of record for Jones Soda and Keen, for which he won his second Affiliate Manager of the Year award in 2009 at the Affiliate Summit. In 2010, he won his third Pinnacle Award from Affiliate Summit for Affiliate Marketing Advocate of the Year. An entrepreneur at heart, Angel was on the founding team and served as the CMO for the start up popshots.com, which was acquired in 2013. In 2016, custom tailored marketing merged with GTO management to become Lab 6 Media. The agency is primarily focused on maintaining an elite level affiliate marketing and influencer marketing management while expanding core search engine marketing, social media marketing, and mobile app marketing services. So let's get to our interview. I am so very excited to be here today with my good friend, Angel Jambazov, whose name I completely butchered multiple times. How'd I do, Angel? You did perfect. (laughs) It was great. 
Amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me this morning. Angel, we've known each other for a while, at least a few years now. And you do some really cool stuff that I think a lot of our listeners would be interested because you sort of have your hands in a whole bunch of ways that content creators monetize. So can you give us a little bit of background? Tell us about yourself, where you work, what you do. Yeah, why am I here? Uh, So (laughs) other than dragging all my friends, including you, to any food place I can find in the area, I am the co-founder of a digital advertising agency that focuses on affiliate and influencer marketing for what we call CPG brands. So customer, consumer-focused brands that are folks like Spanx, you may have heard of, uh, Dark Horse Comics, Unity Games, you know, those kind of brands. And we do a lot of outreach uh, for content creators, for uh, different websites that these brands may want to work with. I've been doing this now for about uh, 10 years, really as an excuse to travel and eat, uh, but also as an excuse to meet some uh, you know, amazing uh, creators. So that's what I do. So how'd you get started if you've been doing this for 10 years? You know, 10 years ago, people were not necessarily thinking digitally, or maybe were starting to. So how'd you get your start? Well, interestingly enough, it was one of those things where I was a journalist before I got into digital marketing and I was in Seattle and it was very apparent that one of the two major papers was going to fold. And I did some math and I said to myself, you know, I don't have enough experience to survive one of the papers folding and then try to get a job at the other paper. And I love Seattle, don't want to move. And I just did some hustling and found a company called OnlineShoes.com. They were at that time the fourth largest in the shoe space. Uh, so competing as folks like Zappos. And they had a position that said, you know, affiliate marketing manager. And I vaguely knew what that was at the time because I had done some blogs and I knew what Commission Junction was. Uh, which was one of the largest affiliate networks at that time. And I applied to the position, kind of blustered my way through the interview. And I think I got the position because I was also the only person who showed up at the interview who also knew what affiliate marketing was. And two years later, I had won some industry awards for affiliate marketing management and parlayed that into starting my own agency and completely lucked out from this kind of series of events because right out of the gate starting my agency, I landed Jones Soda and Keen Footwear, which are two major brands. And I had them as clients for over five years, which in the agency world, um, that's a long time to have a client. And it's a great, it was a great place for me to start with clients right out the gate in a kind of stable place. So that's how I started in the field. That's such an angel story. And (laughs) a lot of people in our audience may not know you, but um, Angel just has a way of things happen with Angel. And he's right. We, we, you, you get into adventures when you hang out with him that often include food. But often also those adventures include things like he's talking about, which is the thing I really want to talk about and start with is affiliate marketing. I feel like so many content creators are just baffled by it and struggle with it. And it can really be incredibly effective. So can you talk a little bit about some ways that you see affiliate marketing being an effective source of monetization? Let's start with the kind of bad experience everybody's had. I think a lot of folks have towed in to different affiliate programs. And it's funny because back at the height of the kind of Amazon fights with the different states where Amazon was fighting not to pay taxes in the different states, a lot of the states leveraged Amazon's affiliate program to try to 
uh, wrangle Amazon into paying taxes. And during that time period, I was uh, giving different lectures about how the Amazon tax would affect different content creators. And during one of them, I was at a conference called Gnomedex. And at that time, it was run by Chris Perillo. And Gnomedex you know, was very famous among some of the top tier content creators. And I'm in there in a room of 300, 400 people. And I asked them how many of them are affiliates, maybe four or five raised their hands. I asked them how many of them are part of the Amazon Associates program. Everybody raised their hands. And I'm like, well, folks, you're an affiliate. You just don't think about it that way. And I think a lot of folks may have tried it through Amazon or may have towed in through Commission Junction and then thought to themselves, well, you know, I'm not making enough through this, or I'm maybe making only a little bit with Amazon and not enough, you know, through folks I've tried through Commission Junction or Linkshare. I, I think that's often because what they do is they find, you know, top program they can think of, like, let's say someone like Sephora, and not to pick on Sephora, and they put up some links to some cosmetics, for example, and they never make any cash. And they're like, well, why am I putting up these links? I mean, they may look good on my website, may look like I'm associated with Sephora, but it's not earning me revenue. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that as a content creator, they haven't researched you know, the type of affiliate program that they are participating in. Uh, affiliate, just for folks who don't know, is essentially that you're getting a commission for a product that you talk about if that product sells when someone clicks on the link or or on, engages with the, the ad content. The reason that you should do some research, and a lot of folks don't do research on it, is because sometimes advertisers spend a lot of money on different ways to, to market. And some of those other ways uh, cannibalize on affiliate commissions. So just not to get into the weeds here real quick, but like, you know, coupons or loyalty programs or retargeting programs, they're technology will often override an affiliate's cookie. So people will have a bad experience and say, hey, I put up these Sephora links and they're made in cash. And it's not really Sephora's fault. It's really about picking the right advertiser that works with you. And so they'll have that bad experience and they'll never ever try affiliate again. And I, and I think that that is often that kind of first hurdle of, man, I've had a bad experience or I've heard of people having a bad experience and I'd rather go to something that is may actually pay me less money in the long run, but I'm at least sure to get a check, which is an exchange. I'll get a check but long run, I'm actually losing money because I'm not being smart about the way that I'm engaging with the advertiser. That's so interesting. I, I actually didn't know that, that certain the loyalty programs can override that cookie. When you talk about research and engaging in that research before starting or joining an affiliate program, what should you be looking for? I mean, first and foremost, it should be a, a fit for the content you're creating, right? And the, in affiliate and I'll, I'll talk about kind of as a comparison to influencer as well. We deal with both and to, to kind of get this, you know, one-to-one -one comparison. So in affiliate, the what works the best is things that focus on products um, generally, right? So for example, one of our current clients is, is Spanx, you know, well-known for, for women's shapewear and women's underwear. If you Talk about just Spanx the brand without talking about why you like a product and like featuring a product that you like. If you talk about just the brand, you're not going to convert as much because the closer, the more you talk about the specific product and link to that product, let's say it's a bra that you like, and you send the reader or your audience to that page, you've put them closer to the checkout and you've given them a reason to purchase because you're excited about the product that you are, are advocating about. The closer they are to purchasing the product within what we call the purchasing funnel, 
the closer they are to checkout, the closer you are to your commission. If you just land them on the homepage by just talking about Spanx, uh, you're putting them further out from from converting. Uh, just a, as a rule of thumb, all the audience that you send to a place drops by 10% for every extra click that you make them take. So if you land them on the homepage, by the time they find a category of the bra that you were talking about and find the product, you know, they've already clicked three or four times, right? That's 10% per click that you've lost in terms of audience that could possibly purchase that product as opposed to landing them on the product. And the reason I mentioned product versus for affiliate versus something else for influencers, usually influencer, a lot of times content creators are used to PR companies and PR agencies approaching them on behalf of the brand and the advertiser. And immediately you saw my my mind went to brand immediately because PR agencies will pay out for what they call branding, where they're talking about uh, what is Spanx as a company and what is Spanx's brand message versus what is this great product that Spanx has that you like? And that messaging is different, and thus the kind of usually the payout structures are different. So one is brand focused, and usually you have not a lot of flexibility as a creator about the messaging around that brand. And one is product focused, which you have a lot more creativity and flexibility. And it's just about, again, where you're sending the audience and how you're talking about it. That That is so interesting. I never thought about it in the two different categories between sort of brand awareness, which the majority of my experience, both in my law practice and in my previous work with an influencer network was really brands that were looking for this brand awareness that you're talking about general branding. But the idea of being way more specific when you're doing affiliate marketing to that product, that's really interesting. That's a really, really great piece of advice. So do you recommend and you know, we, we had talked previously about you had this theory about the interplay between affiliate marketing, sponsored content creation. I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you think content creators can use both and how they can be effective. Well, to kind of piggyback on off of the the branding idea. So let's say that you want to work with somebody like Spanx or want to work with somebody like Dark Horse or, or you know, a bigger brand. Let's say it's Adidas, uh, Nike, and you're worried about do I have the audience and can I get what I would like to be able to charge that brand? And can I have the flexibility to to talk about what I want to talk about? Oftentimes, we'll end up get, talking to creators who are like, uh, this is what my fee is, and I want to work with Spanx, but this is the, the, the fee I'm coming with. And we're like, well, okay, we're willing to talk to you about that fee. How much traffic do you have? Do you have a media kit? What kind of analytics do you have that shows that you have this kind of traffic and engagement, right? Because we're not necessarily interested in just a follower account. We're interested in the amount of engagement that you have. And folks that are just focused on a influencer style payout, you know, will will go, well, may not have that information and may not have the kind of traffic that's necessary to to get into that engagement with the the advertiser. So affiliate's a great way to build up a rapport with advertisers that you may not be able to land because you don't have, you know, 250,000 followers. If we see a content creator doing great in terms of conversion, in terms of engagement, and they don't have to have a large audience for us to want to be able to do more with them via affiliate and have them participate in different promotions that we might be running through the year on behalf of the advertiser. And it's a great way to build that rapport with the agency. And then when there is an influencer placement, 
when there is the, uh, you know, kind of a brand placement that makes sense, we may also then piggyback on, on, on that. So it's a way to build a relationship, show that you have, can do things like, I, not only can I get the audience, not only can I create great content, but I can get the audience to you, that audience will convert. And now let's talk about the kind of uh, pricing that I might want to get, you know, if I had a bigger, uh, bigger traffic and bigger engagement. I can't tell you how many content creators have come up to me and said, you know, hey, I want to work with, you know, this brand that you represent, but I don't feel like I have the traffic. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I, I could care less about your traffic initially. What I care about is how engaged that audience is and how right that audience is for my advertiser. If that's there, you know, we can start in affiliate and then build up in different things like, you know, the, the build into influencer. And real quickly, we still get stuck on the terms, right? Affiliate marketing, influencer marketing. To me, these are all points of negotiation, right? It's all about how am I going to get paid out? And from the advertiser standpoint, how do I want to pay out initially, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and once you get past that kind of points of negotiation, long term, it's all about whether or not we're a fit for each other. I, I, I think that if if people become more creative with the way they they approach that, again, it's a great way to prove out to brands. Like I've had friends who, you know, I I, I want to engage with Chevy or I want to engage with these other large brands, and I don't know how. Well, a great way for, to get on their radar is to step into an affiliate program because then you don't have to get through those higher hurdles and then show some traction and then approach them and say, hey, check it out. I've got a three and a half percent conversion rate. I've got uh, all this great content I've already created for you. It's nice that I've gotten some checks from it, but I've got these other things that you could participate in, like like my newsletter, uh, like my you know this this event that I'm taking part in. That would be perfect for your brand. But in order for you to for me to feature you, you know, I need something else. I need something that we would call as an agency a base plus, some kind of a flat fee, you know, plus a commission or some kind of overall flat fee for the the event I'm taking you to, I'm making you part of because I want to work with you and and here's the proof of how effective I am. I like the flexibility to that and the idea of creating that sort of long-term relationship. So if I'm a content creator and I've either had the experience that you talked about where you sort of dip your toe into this affiliate marketing or even sponsored content creation and it just didn't work or it wasn't as successful as you wanted to be, or I'm a new content creator or one that's never even thought about any of these things. Where do you start? Do you pick one or two programs after you've done that research that we've talked about and focus on that? Do you sort of cast a wide net? What's the best way to approach it? Which seems like such an enormous potential market. Well, I I think first is to know what your audience is looking for, right? Oftentimes, the content creators we find that are least effective are the ones who are scattershot with their content. The more focused your content is, uh, the more of a specific niche you've built out, mm. uh, the, the better you're going to perform uh, both in terms of conversion from an affiliate standpoint and also the more uh, attention you're going to get from, from an from an influencer and branding standpoint. I, I don't think, you know, both those two things will uh, look for specific verticals where a content creator is doing very well because we know that audience is hyper-engaged, right? So let's say, um, for example, you know, we just had the NBA playoffs just wrapped up. We're friends with the folks at Fanatics. And if you are just someone who is, you know, out of California and you normally talk about food and you start talking about 
NBA basketball and you throw up some fanatic links, the odds are that your audience is not going to convert very well, even though you know NBA finals just happened. Whereas if if you are a long-term Golden State Warriors fan or you are you know long-term Cleveland Cavaliers fan and you have either talked about the region quite a bit or you've talked about basketball quite a bit and you know that your audience is into that and then you throw up something that's a link to fanatics you know that talks about you know the Golden State Warriors is win um, that talks about you know Cleveland Cavaliers gear that will convert much much better understand what your audience is and and build out your niche and then make sure that the advertiser that you engage with not only is one that's a great fit for that audience. And I don't mean just a casual fit. I mean, a great fit for that audience. Then, you know, again, take that extra step of research and make sure that that advertiser, you know, isn't playing with every, uh, you know, couponer and every, uh, um, and isn't like, for example, here's a very easy test. Go to their website and see how, and then leave it, uh, and see how frequently they're retargeting you. Oftentimes, again, that retargeting cookie will override uh, the credit for either affiliate or influencer if that influencer's ba- you know component is based on performance at all. If they are being very very aggressive, you know, you should think to yourself, maybe I should work with someone that's you know in a smaller niche as well that makes more sense to me. Like there, there's a great company that I've worked with. We used to work with in the past. Point uh, three basketball. You know, maybe Fanatics is 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 not a right fit for you. But point three, which has custom basketball shorts, is. So do that extra research because it doesn't always have to be a big name for it to convert well. That's a really good strategy. I like how you're talking a lot about engagement because you do hear so many creators complaining, oh, my numbers aren't big enough, my numbers aren't big enough. And it's sort of a drum I beat all the time, which is it's it's le- far less about the number of followers you may have and more about what you're talking about, which is this audience engagement. Um, and I think you've given some really awesome advice. I have one last question because you've touched a bit on the analytics, knowing your audience, what kind of analytics are most effective um, and what kind of reporting is most effective for content creators so they can understand their audience better, know these numbers, know who's coming to their site. That way they can more effectively present to people like you. The honest answer is that there's major debates and arguments about this. Uh, If you go on different forums, you'll see, uh, you know, major debates and arguments, but usually the arguments are about between content creators and, you know, advertising professionals arguing about what's the most effective. And one of the reasons for that is because oftentimes I'll find content creators are, unhappy with the numbers Google Analytics, for example, gives them. And they'll say that Google, one of the most common things I hear is Google Analytics undercounts. Well, it may feel like it's undercounting, but from an advertiser's perspective, Google Analytics um, does a couple things. It, it deduplicates clicks. It uh, deduplicates you know, origins of the, the individual users. So I have pretty good data coming from Google. And while there's plenty of large analytics companies that an advertiser can use, like Adobe Site Catalyst, for example. Every advertiser I've ever worked with, large or small, um, we're talking uh, not just ones that, that we've worked with, like Spanx, we're talking people like Dell, like Rhapsody, uh, you name it, has leveraged Google Analytics. And so that's the kind of analytics system that is ubiquitous among advertisers. So if you're looking for kind of proof of how, not only how well am I doing really, but how professional I come off, uh, when you're approaching it, oftentimes I'll, don't give me a um, uh, just a weblog of 
here are the clicks I get from, you know, according to my, uh, you know, WP engine or according to my, you know, uh, web server. Not that that data isn't valid. It's, it's not valid for what we are talking about. And it's definitely not held up as an industry standard. You know, uh, we can get into debates about, you know, different things, but definitely any advertiser you say, I've got Google Analytics and this is my screenshots and and this is my media kit and this is my proof that my traffic is solid, no agency is going to go, oh, that Google Analytics, you know, is not right. They'll be like, okay, we know you're a professional immediately and let's continue our conversation. So I, I would, I highly would just recommend Google Analytics because it's free and because, again, it's uh, accepted across the board. And a media kit, which I love that you brought up. Yeah, media kits, man, like... Again, like, studies. I, I, I can't tell you like how oftentimes I'll find a great creator and then I'll be like, the first question is, it's not clear that the creator will take advertising. Oh. Um, and if they do take advertising, which is maybe apparent from other things, they don't have an easy way for me to contact them. They're like, here's a contact form and the contact form has no confirmation on it. No email comes out to me, no follow up. And I think follow up is a big thing. Like if you want to work with an advertiser, if you want to work with any brand that you want to work with, uh, large or small, the follow-up is key. I can't tell you how many conferences I've gone to where, like, we were just at a, a great conference down in uh, in Palm Springs, the Alt Summit, uh, on behalf of Spanx, and we had a Spanx booth, and we had folks that were so excited about Spanx that one lady even went out to her balcony, third-floor balcony, started waving her Spanx underwear that she had brought with <laughs> out of her suitcase saying, I love you guys. She's like screaming into the courtyard. I love you guys. And we're like, yay, come, you know, and then she comes down, she, she's, she's excited and she's, and she seems organized and then, and then no follow-up. Like, like we sent emails, you know, like that, that follow-up is key. So the more professional you can be with the media kits, with, with easy ways for us to contact and easy ways for us to follow up, the more likely we are, like when we are planning what we're going to do in Q3, what we're going to do in Q4, you know, we're going to reach out to those folks that, that make it easy for us to be able to, you know, help move the needle for our clients. So that follow-up, I think, is is huge. And one thing that 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 content creators often don't do, and then again, just make it easy. The, the media kits, the easy way for us to know that we're talking to somebody who wants to deal with a uh, an advertiser or a merchant. Treat it like a business. Treat it like a business, no That's doubt. That's exactly right. Angel, thank you so much. You gave phenomenal information. I learned some new stuff on affiliate marketing that I didn't know. So thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure, Jimmy. We do have a couple rapid fire questions. And I feel like some of them are sort of up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly the first. You still have time for us? Another minute? Oh, yeah. Yeah, do it. Awesome. All right, Angel, coffee or tea? Uh, I, I think that's an easy one, coffee. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking a uh, Nicar- uh, not Nicaraguan, a Nigerian Harara right now. I, I can't even function without the coffee, and I love the different tastes. I will go out of my way. I'll drive like 30 minutes for a good cup of coffee, coffee all day long. You are one of my favorite people to talk coffee with. What, <laughs> is, what is your favorite book? Um, I would have to say The Little Prince um, um, by Anthony de Saint-Exupery. Uh, it's a... It's one of those books that if I'm depressed or if I'm just feeling down on, on where humanity is going, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read it and I'll remind myself, oh, there's like really amazing people out there. It's a, it's a book that always is uplifting for me. I love that book. That is such, I love that book. That made me, I'm going to read that book today. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first thing you did to celebrate success in your business? Uh, 
other than almost getting myself mugged in Vegas going to a, uh, a restaurant that I shouldn't, you know, that I shouldn't be going to late at night. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a big foodie, right? So it's yes. always about like uh, spending. Like one of my biz- biggest successes, I think, was one of our favorite affiliate networks is ShareSale. Mm-hmm. And I haven't actually mentioned their name yet. So definitely check out ShareSale if you're interested in affiliate stuff. And Brian Littleton, their CEO, has a habit of always grabbing the check, even though he shouldn't. And uh, for years, I've been trying to cover the check for him. So one time we were at in Atlanta at one of the best sushi places in Atlanta called Umi's in Buckhead. Uh, it's one of the best sushi places on the East Coast. And I saw him there at a different table. And I went up to the maitre d' and said, I don't know what they're ordering yet. They just sat down. Whatever there is, I don't care what the price is. Just cover it on this card. Uh, later on, I get a call like late at night. Brian's like, what did you do? And I was like, finally... A, I got to pick up a tab, and B, it felt like you know I had it was kind of a big point of success. So that to me was like one big success point that I got to do. Just as hey, this was something very cool I got to do. That is an awesome success story. Your stories are so they're so angel, and I love it. It makes me really <laughs> high. You're making my day. Do you have a word for the year? Oh man, I'm too. I, I hear. I guess we'll call that word random. I'm way too <laughs> random to to have such a thing. I know people have these like. Yeah. aspirational word goals uh yeah i don't know yeah that's fair we'll give you random <laughs> right. About, all right apple or pc look uh if you are into video or if you're into audio or high-end um graphic design development or if you're a hipster you should be with apple <laughs> uh if you're doing anything else and especially if you're into gaming or if you're just into being able to have great software that's uh, flexible and you can take on the go and you don't mind if you lose the computer because you won't cry, <laughs> then you go PC. It, to me, PC is practical all day. Again, unless you're, unless you're a hipster, unless you're doing those you know, other highly technical things. Um, yeah. You and our producer, man. PC. Tell everyone there where they can find you, please. You can find me at uh, angel at lab6media.com. So that's lab, L-A-B, the number six, media.com. W- wide array of clients, including uh, Spanx, uh, Unity Games, for those gamers out there, uh, Dark Horse Comics, uh, Weebly, uh, for those folks who like to uh, build WYSIWYG websites on the fly. You can find find me there. You can find me at Twitter and my last name, Jambazov. I'll just spell it out. D-J-A-M-B-A-Z-O-V. Why I picked that instead of an easy handle, I don't know, but that's what it is. And with the follower count, I'm going to be stuck there. So Jimbazov, and uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. And we'll drop those in our show notes as well. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us. And I'm excited to see you in a couple months. I think we're both going to be at the Type A conference, right, in September? I will be at Type A for sure. I love that conference. Looking forward. We'll have to get into some good adventures and eat some good food. Uh, There's no way that I would be there and you be around without me, like, dragging us to someplace. So, yes, definitely. I am very excited for that adventure. Thank you again, Angel. Thank you, Jamie, for having me. Jamie, I really love that interview. He pointed out a lot of things about affiliate marketing that I definitely hadn't considered. Now, I'm certainly no expert, but I thought they were really amazing tips. I didn't know the thing about the cookies. Like that was, I never, I mean, it makes perfect sense, but it just, it never occurred to me. So yeah, it was good. He gave, he's, Angel's awesome. He's very, very fun. I highly encourage anyone who meets Angel to go have an adventure with him because your night will never, ever be boring. (laughs) (laughs) 
And we'd love to hear more about your experiences with affiliate marketing. It gets such a bad name and I don't think that it should. I think there's really great ways that um, influencers can use affiliate marketing in order to have that extra income stream. So tell us about those experiences in the HQ. If you're not a member, you can go to businesses.com slash HQ. For show notes for this episode, visit businesses.com slash episode 43. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Businesses HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group, for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.